Hey guys, welcome to another episode of You Don't Know What You Just Said podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. With me always is my guy, Ricky. This is the special flu episode. And Big Daddy Dev, of course. Yeah, stay the fuck away from me, you flu-written stupid bastard. (laughs) (laughs) We got a special guest today. Returning is Willie. Back by popular demand. I heard the the ratings (laughs) of the podcast went up uh, after my last visit. They did. We went from 16 listens to 18 listens. Hey, so. yeah, Jackie, Jackie in, in Brooklyn started listening. Yeah. <laughs> it literally took her like four weeks to uh, to listen to that episode. It's okay. My wife hasn't listened to any of them so far. My wonderful wife. Yeah, my lovely wife. Yes. So uh, you might sound a little bit different because we are podcasting from remote sites today because I'm sick as fuck. Bryce got the flu, flu and I'm not trying to catch the squirts. So I was like, you know what? Let's just call into this one. Jew don't want the flu. I don't. Jew don't want none of this. (laughs) Brian, they had that coronavirus at uh, Elmhurst Hospital. You better be careful. Yeah, I heard. It was all a. It wasn't anything though. But like they had another person at Bellevue um, getting tested for it as well. You're confirmed that you're not coronavirus riddled. I'm pretty sure I'm good. Nice. <laughs> just because he's Asian, that's uh, that's not nice. Right. It's not just because he's Asian. Nice. Cough, First edit of the I'm podcast. Cough on all you motherfuckers next time I see you. <laughs> 45 seconds before I got to start chopping this motherfucker up. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about uh, cover songs and what makes a good cover song from what makes a shitty cover song. What are some of our favorite cover songs? Um, and we have a playlist that we kind of put together for for this. We do. Uh, I know this isn't cover song related, but just to, to boast a little bit about my my knowledge of obscure music. Oh, not obscure. I did. Uh, I went to Single Cup Brewery on Friday for a little trivia. They do trivia every Friday night at eight o'clock. And one of the categories was Weird Al Yankovic themed. Well, I guess, yeah, technically that counts as cover songs. Well, they're parodies, but... I just want everyone to know I scored a perfect 10 out of 10 that round with my Weird Al Yankovic knowledge. That 10 questions? 10 out of 10. They had 10 I, questions on Weird questions. Al? Yeah, and I even said before before the trivia even started, not even before the round started, before the trivia started, I found out that there was a Weird Al Yankovic round, and I was like, yo, I bet you his beef with Coolio comes up as one of the questions, and boom, that was one of the questions. Who did he have beef with? I mean, not in those words, but um, uh, I mean, it was kind of everyone got that that question right because the clue was such a dead giveaway. But I was very impressed with the fact that I was able to call one of the questions before it was even asked about Weird Al Yankovic trivia. Yeah, man, hey, that was a that was a serious song for uh, for for Weird Al to be. It was, uh, yeah. That's what that's, done. That's why they had beef because he didn't want him doing a parody of, of it because it was a such serious song. And then Weird Al won a Grammy for it, and Coolio was like, "Yeah, I didn't want him to do it. I told him not to. He did it anyway, so good for him." But fuck him. Weird Al is is very lucky he didn't get shot up by Coolio. I really liked how gospelly he made it. I can't believe that fucking uh, Weird Al was like a, a ca- its own category. I know. Did anyone else score 10 out of 10? Uh, I don't know if anyone got a perfect score in that round. Um, but I just know that I did. And uh, Annie was very... Annie and Mike McGovern were both very taken aback with my knowledge of just useless trivia. Like one of the questions, not even Weird Al related, that I got right... The answer was Aaron Brockovich. And somehow I just mad at the, the category was this this round rocks. So it was all like rock themed, but not like rock music, like geology. Oh shit. And the last question of the round, the answer was Aaron Brockovich. And I think I might have been the only person in the room that got that one right. And honestly, the only reason why I even thought of Aaron Brockovich is because I saw that movie and all I could think about was Julia Roberts' cleavage out the entire movie. Oh yeah. Don't even remember what the movie was about. I just remember her, Who cares? her titties Who were cares flopping around all day. I think she saves a, a town from she does. bad water. Yeah, she wrote a book. Oh, <laughs> that, I remember why the question was in that round. Because the book that she wrote was called Rock Bottom. Ah. She, got some, she got some sneaky nice titties. 
She does. Julie Roberts is a fucking stone cold fox. I don't know about fox. I'd call her a stone cold fox. She's starting to look. She's her ears are getting pretty big. She's starting I don't know. to look. She's starting I to have, look great. I have, I can't remember the uh, the last. I can't remember the most recent photo I've seen of Julia Roberts, so I can't speak. Are, are the ears ray-sized yet? <laughs> <laughs> Is there an episode where Ray doesn't get brought up? So yeah, to actually talk about something relevant to to this podcast before we jump in. You mentioned that we started a collaborative playlist where we were adding some of our favorite cover songs that we wanted to discuss. And what I wanted to discuss as it pertains to collaborative playlists is how awful it is when you're part of a collaborative playlist that Ricky is also involved in. Because (laughs) Ricky has absolutely no collaborative playlist couth. And I was looking back at one Hold on, hold on. Explain the couth. What do you mean um, by I don't have the cooth? Your uh, your presence your is your presence is not chill. <laughs> so I was looking back okay. at one of I was looking back at a collaborative playlist we had from a trip we took to actually Matt Wolfingers uh, about a year ago, and uh, Ricky felt the need to add the entire Marianas Trench discography and a Mark Anthony song. <laughs> that was his contribution to the collaborative playlist. I thought the point of it was to put music you want to hear. No, Ricky, the point of it is to put music that everyone wants to hear. It's collaborative. Because How do I know what, what you want to hear? what we do is you just hit play on the playlist and then the whole day it just plays in the background. Nobody wants to listen to BC Clayta but you, Ricky. That's what well, you have to remember when you're adding songs to a collaborative playlist. Yeah, but you know you're, and you're, you're also not, supposed to. It's supposed to be, uh, you know, variety is the spice of life. I don't want to hear. Put that in there. Love, What's more variety? I love, that? Listen, I love Mariana's Trench, but I don't want to hear the entire Astoria album and Happily Ever After, one after the other, when I'm listening to a playlist. So put it on shuffle. Oh my God, you're not getting it. All right. Never mind. Let's move on. I just wanted to touch on how shitty Ricky is when it comes to collaborative playlists. I mean, and then uh, let's go. I feel like a lot of these problems are really easily solvable. Yeah, not not having you included in collaborative playlists, <laughs> or at least okay. being an administrator, so uh, I could just remove everything that you add as soon as you add it. That's fun. You're fun to play with. I know. <laughs> All right. So you want to get you want to get this 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 show on the road. I, no, I, I could listen to you guys argue for hours. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, because I'm hearing I'm hearing uh, a cover song in the background that I really want to discuss because it's very interesting to me. Because I think there are a lot of people that don't know it's a cover. Right. Uh, so th- this, uh, I was going to kind of bring up later, but this is one of the uh, times where the cover song is so much better than the original. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... For you guys, what makes uh, a good cover song? Um, I don't know. I guess it really depends on on the artist. Uh, I like. So it also depends on if I've heard the original. When I, it, it was actually only recently, I'd say within the past year or two, that I learned that "I Will Always Love You" is a cover. Yeah, I didn't know that Dolly Parton originally released that song years ago. And then I listened to the original, and, and fucking stinks. And no, terrible. it doesn't stink. It, does, <laughs> it doesn't stink at all. Oh, it, it stinks. stinks in comparison to this. Yeah, because Whitney Houston's version is just outrageous. It is so good, and right. I think that might be why people thought it, never thought realized it was a cover. One because the original wasn't nearly as big as the cover, but the cover is just so good that you can't ever picture it ever being released before. Right, because why would someone release a song this good, not as good, if that makes sense? That's true. What I just said makes sense in my head. Did you know Dolly Parton actually wrote um, "I Will Always Love You" and she wrote "Jolene" in the same night? Like it literally. Well, I I was gonna say yes. I know that she wrote both songs. Didn't know that she wrote them in the same night. But did you know? Here, I'm gonna hit you. We're gonna go tit for tat with Dolly Parton trivia because I can go all fucking day. But that's only because your wonderful wife is like obsessed with her. Well, I also really like Dolly Parton too. No, you didn't know any of this shit before you met Annie. She wrote. You definitely did not. So she wrote "I Will Always Love You." She recorded it and released it. It was a great song. Elvis Presley wanted to cover it back in the day, 
And the stipulation was that his manager, Colonel Tom Parker, who's a notorious scumbag, wanted Dolly Parton to give up the publisher. And that's where the money's at if you're a songwriter. So Elvis yeah. was going to cover the song, but only if she gave up the publishing. And Dolly Parton, like the bad bitch she is, was like, uh, I know you're the king of rock and roll, but you can go fuck yourself. I'm not giving up my publishing. And then Elvis never covered the song. If that were to have gone down, when Whitney Houston recorded this song, his estate would have gotten hundreds of millions of dollars richer because he owned the publishing. But instead, all that money went to sweet old Dolly Parton. So good on her for telling Elvis to go fuck himself. There you go. Fun fact. I saw I saw that episode of on Drunk History of Dolly Parton. Um, yeah, I saw that one too. Where, there was where, a, there was a Drunk History episode of Dolly Parton. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Her, uh, I guess her manager or whatever who would try to scumbag her out of millions. I have no idea what you're talking about. The the the, the Colonel or whatever you fucking. Said. Oh, Colonel Tom Parker was was uh, um, uh, Elvis Presley's manager. She had a shit manager too. Oh, did she? Yeah. So yeah, it was a good it was a good episode. Oh, I'm gonna have to watch that. Uh, for I just me, looked I up think, important uh, Dolly Parton uh, facts, like intriguing facts. And one of the intriguing facts about Dolly Parton was uh, music played an important role in her early life. Thank so you for your contribution, Ricky. Wow. <laughs> that that's that. <laughs> Thank you. Since for we're doing this that. remotely, we all have laptops, and that's definitely like the first thing you could read <laughs> off a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fact check you and, and say that that was incorrect. <laughs> wait, you're, wait, you're telling me one of the most influential country music artists of all time, uh, as a young child, music played an influential role in her life. That's very interesting. I did not see that coming. <laughs> it's on an intriguing list, and this was published by uh, Useless Daily. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. It's, what, you, what you see is what you get. Speaking of rocket tits, Dolly, Dolly's got some rocket tits. Matt, comment. <laughs> she got some no, big no comment. No. Apparently, and I don't know. <laughs> it's to diminish, diminish her musical contribution to rocket tits. Really try to keep it clean a, for when Jackie listens. This is a rumor that I don't. I have yet to be able to confirm. But apparently, Dolly Parton is covered from head to toe in tattoos. I don't think that's true. Well, not I don't head know. to toe. Like, apparently, she has full sleeves on her arms, and that's why she always wears long sleeves. I mean, that's uh, not head to toe. Have you ever I'm seen a picture of Dolly Parton recently in, 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 of Dolly Parton wearing short sleeves? Because I have not. I've been dying to find one, and I can't. Currently, Google I just thought that was Dolly Parton naked. That's, I see Ricky on his phone Googling right now. Oh, so. yeah. She's, so they, they're saying that she got her tattoos, I don't know where or how many, but to cover up her scars. Oh, interesting. Let me try to see what those scars are of. Uh, now one photo comes up of uh, of Dolly Parton with tattoos. Yeah, well, that's, so that's the thing. Like, I don't know where where they are. She's always in a full bodysuit, though. Right, that's what I'm saying. And apparently, she always wears the full bodysuit to cover up her tattoos. She needs because like, she has an image that she wants to portray, and that image does not include having full sleeves. She needs because she's a wholesome country star. She got to finish it off and get the face tattoos like Mike Tyson. She does, yeah, or just like a cupcake, like uh, like what's his name, the game. Yeah, this. I mean, hmm, that's interesting. I, um, I think uh, what makes like a great cover is like when the person who covers it like puts their own kind of flavor on, on the song. Uh, a lot of the songs that are on this playlist are, are songs that are you know from like the pop punk genre, right. where they do their own like. Um, I think I put uh, hit the hit the lights version on a Boston song. And it's just yeah, it's really translating, good. you know, the the original song to what that artist can bring to the table. Yeah. Um. So when it when like a a rap version gets covered into like a, a rock uh, like a rock cover, that's I think that's great. Also, yeah. like um, I I love a good acoustic versions of songs. So mm-hmm. like those kinds of covers for me are. are Amazing as well. Yeah, those, the, the acoustic covers are probably one of uh, they're probably one of my favorite. Like I uh, like I'll like I watch a ton of um, like YouTube, like I guess like stars, whatever you call it, like that. Like this guy Alex Goot, um, Boyce Avenue, all like really good. Uh, do amazing covers of uh, of like anything you could think of. I only recently yeah. found out about Boyce Avenue. Like, really like, 
they must make a ton of money doing these with like YouTube videos. Because Boyce Avenue has like millions and millions of views on like their videos. Yeah, like, collaboration. I mean, they, they have to, you know, they have to pay the the licenses in order yeah, to release course, those. But. but like they, uh, but they, I mean, they collaborate. It's like this whole like group of like people who do it online for on YouTube, and they like all collaborate with each other. And you know, there's like a whole, you know, wave of it. So. Yeah, and I'm, I'm Ryan. I'm glad you mentioned the the aspect of putting their own spin on it because not to focus too much on Dolly Parton, but. If Elvis Presley were to cover that song, it probably would not have been much different than her version. Because, you know, their style of music is not, at least back then, not all that different. You know, it would have probably been the same song, just him singing it. Whereas Whitney Houston, she is an entirely different singer who sings an entirely different style of music. And her voice is not only entirely different, but worlds better than both Dolly Parton and Elvis Presley. And that's why that song is so great, because her voice does all the heavy lifting. They, they, yeah, they reworked the song a ton, but the focus of that song isn't the new style. It's her singing. Yeah, I So think- a lot of it comes down to the person who's covering it, too. You know, you don't want, you don't want someone, like, if you take a country song and then another country singer covers that country song, you know, you're probably going to be left with just a different version of the same song, whereas those two versions of I Will Always Love You sound like completely different songs. Like Zach Brown covering Luke Bryan. Imagine, yeah. imagine Zach Brown singing about catfish dinners. Yeah, ski about a little. <laughs> I, I think that's, that's an interesting point. Like, I, I like the idea of, like, the artist who really understands what they're doing. They know themselves really well, and they're, and they're so comfortable in what they do and their sound that when they take on a, another song that, that's become popular... Um, it really has something kind of true to the original, but it's very, very different just based on that artist doing their thing. Right. Like and their that creative spin on it. And that's why one of the songs I added to the playlist that I wanted to discuss was Say Anything's version of Got Your Money by Old Dirty Bastard. Because it's probably one of my favorite covers ever, just because Max Bemis has a very specific style. And he took a song that's already just fucking crazy. I mean, got your money. ODB is is out of his mind. Um, but so is Max Bemis. But they're they're kind of they're out of their mind in different ways. And Max Bemis managed to do a cover of a crazy song and capture the original essence of the craziness, but made it his own essence of craziness. And I really like. I don't know if you guys listened to it. But you should because it's fucking it's awesome and it's hilarious and I love it. It's great. I, I like watching like YouTube videos and like uh, just picking a song that like you know I I like or whatever and then finding like a famous artist who you know happened to cover that song. Like there's a lot of Stevie Wonder tribute um, concerts and and Tina Turner tribute concerts and there was one tribute concert that I saw where Beyonce did Proud Mary by Tina Turner. And it was like, it was perfect. It was like amazing. Tina Turner was in the audience watching her, you know, do this song. And it was, I mean, it was beyond, it was clearly Beyonce. It was Beyonce's voice. It was Beyonce's spin, but she was trying to stay as true to the original song as possible. So it like satisfies both, uh, both sides of what you're looking for in that famous song and that famous artist. Right. It was, it was like a really good uh, uh, cover of that, of that song. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I don't necessarily think I have a pre- a preference as to whether I want a cover song to ring true to the original version with just a different spin or if I want it to sound like a completely different song, because a cover that falls into that category that comes to mind for me and is also one of my favorite covers is Reliant K's cover of Africa. You know, they mm-hmm. put out they put out two cover albums called K's for Karaoke. And on the second one, they covered Africa, they covered You're the Inspiration, uh, they covered One Headlight by the Wallflowers, and all of their versions of these songs, I would I would basically, I would, I would call them more of a sound-alike than a cover, because their, their version of Africa, they didn't take any liberties with it except for one, which I think elevates it. It takes it to, to a next level, and you know exactly what part I'm talking about. But their, their cover of Africa is them just playing the song as it was written. The only real noticeable difference is 
Matt Thiessen's voice compared to, you know, the original vocals on the song because they obviously are different people and they have different voices. But it's the same song. The only real difference is the first chorus after the bridge when everything stops and they just harmonize on I Bless the Rains Down in Africa and it's just vocals and it just sent me to the fucking moon the first time I heard that. It blew me away. But that's a good example of a band that is just taking a song that was already recorded and just recording it themselves. And yeah, you know, I think it might have just been their way of showing the world that they're a very talented group of musicians and not just a pop punk band putting out pop punk covers because they also covered Manic Monday on the Punkos 80s comp. And that's just like your typical pop punk band cover where they took a song and they just turned it into a pop punk song. And then on those K for K's for karaoke albums, they took the original songs and played them as they were originally recorded, just with like a little of their own flavor here and there. Yeah, but yeah. like so the uh, when the artist tries to just sound like the, the original person, it's it's more of a tribute kind of thing. Yeah, and I mean, there's a time and place for that. You know, those fucking straight cover bands who work on Friday nights at Atlantic City, those are those are the people who just try to sound like the original. Right, because they're basically a jukebox. Yeah, and, you know, there's a time and place for that, but, like, what makes a good cover is, like, that, you know, that, the, that core difference right. from the original. Like, Africa was a hit when it, when it was released. Sure. Reliant K's version of Africa wouldn't be a hit, even though it sounds exactly the same. Because the song was already released and was already a hit. Whereas I your relationship. was a hit on its own because it was basically a, a very different different song. Yeah. I, I just think it, I think it, it has to do with your relationship with the song. So like not necessarily how well the song, you know, how well known the song is or how you know popular it is that it, it comes down to your personal relationship to that song. Cause like I, I don't think I think we have a rare connection to the to Africa by Toto. I don't think, um, I mean, it was a trend for a little while, but I don't think there's too many people out there who are like, ah, I can't wait to hear another fucking go at, at, at Toto by, you know, Africa by Toto. Um, and so you, you, you're you more accepting or maybe maybe more critical, um, depending on your relationship to the, to the song. Like, um, there are songs that I've heard people do covers of that, like, I like better by the band that, that covered it. Like, right. I, like, like, I hate the original, you know? Like yeah. the original I will not listen to, but this this band did something to it that like just made it so much better. Or, yeah, or, or revived it. That's happened before where I've literally been like, Oh man, this song is so annoying. I hear it on the radio all the time. But then I'll hear like this like acoustic version of it and I'm like, Wow, you know what? This song is actually a lot better than I think it is because I heard a different spin on it. Hundred percent. And you know, you who know did that? John Mayer did that with um with Free Fallen. Oh me. God, it is fucking John Mayer's version of Free Fallen. I added a, another version of Free Fallen to this playlist, and it's the Almost version. And there are two very different covers of the same song. Yeah. And they invoke two very different sets of emotions. And the first time I heard John Mayer's cover of Free Fallen, I was just blown away because he he took a rock and roll song and just turned it into this beautiful, just chill piece of music. And then the Almost took that rock and roll song and just gave it a shot of adrenaline and just that song hypes me up so fucking much because the almost has a very specific style and it's very frenetic and, and there's a lot of energy in their music. And so the original version of free fallen isn't a chill song by any means, right. but you know, it's not a song that's going to get you, you know, jacked to the tits. <laughs> Aaron Gillespie took this song. And when I say I get jacked to the tits, I mean, my fucking head explodes every time that song starts because it, there's just so much energy and it's just so good but it's interesting because two different people covered the same song in two very different ways and I love them both possibly equally but for two very different reasons for sure <laughs> two, two, two counterpoints there when you said jack to the tits I had a mental picture of you just jerking off onto your own chest <laughs> <laughs> two you mentioned total Africa uh I think it was Willie's wedding where he, they played it on the, um, the 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 band didn't play Africa. Oh yeah, they played it on the PA. They, they oh, played yeah. it on the PA, cool. and we got yeah. we got we them to play it twice. Ten thousand dollars, not yeah. a big deal. But but they did play it twice. 
and you guys make them play a, like an iPod yeah. three times in a row. We're, we're like, play it again, play it again. And they're like, okay, well, we're eating, so why not? <laughs> we almost got them to play it a third time. Yeah, it was like, oh, we're going to take a 15-minute break. Here's Africa three times. And then you guys sang it on the bus anyway. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah, a good yeah. night. <laughs> oh, that was the night I met my wonderful wife. Yeah, she ran into a window. She sure did. Mm. And that was you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I ran into a wall. <laughs> a Jameson wall. And oh, and that, that was at ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it was Cosmos. And oh Apple God! TV. Ryan fell out of the bus in front of the church. Yeah, fucking that priest was a real piece of shit. Father Nofum was like, "Don't drink before the church," and Ryan was like, "All right, I'll show I him. See your don't drink, and I'll raise you two bottles of Jameson." <laughs> you don't want me to drink Jameson? Don't give it to me as a wedding gift. Sorry. Excellent point. The song that just came on. I mean, I think Newfound Glory has a real like talent at at covering songs and making them really like pumped like you're back to the tits if you will yeah newfound glory is they're the kings of the pop punk covers i think that they were one of the first bands at least the first band that i ever came across to release an entire album of cover songs and then you know they put out that first ep and then you know pop punk bands started covering all these popular pop songs and then all of a sudden, Fearless Records is like, you know what? Let's just put out a whole you know, a compilation. We'll just get like 10 or 15 different bands to each record a song for the comp. And now that's like their best seller. I mean, Pop, pop Goes Punk and they have different variations. They got Pop Goes pop goes Crunk, Pop Goes Classic Rock, Pop Goes 80s, Pop Goes 90s. They have an entire Pop Goes series that basically keeps the lights on at this point. Like they don't have to sign any new bands because they've had that series for like it's got to be at least 15, maybe almost 20 years by now. And uh, they've been consistently putting them out. Some are not as good as others, but uh, yeah, the, the punk goes kind of, it kind of changed that whole scene forever. Yeah, that's corny as that sounds because now like a, a goal for a lot of these like smaller bands that are trying to break is to get on one of those pop goes compilations because that's a very good way of breaking the band because so many people pay attention to those those new pop goes albums yeah uh i agree with ricky like new five glory is where it's at when it comes to uh, uh, these kinds of you know covers and they have three three cover albums they're all fucking great i mean the last one was kind of weak but there were some fucking bangers on that album anyway and I mean, they kind of do the same thing, you know. I mean, it's not. I wouldn't say that they're, you know, uh, uh, going crazy like with 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 how different they are on each of these songs. They they kind of follow the same. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like they follow a similar script in terms of how they're gonna cover it. But it's just because that's the band, and that's what you're looking for when you hear them, uh, when you go to listen to them. Well, no, you you could hear over the the course of the three from the screen to your stereo albums they put out you could really hear the progression of the band like that first EP that they put out sounded very similar to the to the style of songs that they were putting out right you know like if you like nothing gold can stay and from the screen to your stereo those are basically the same songs but then when they put out the second from the screen to your stereo that was it had to be like 2007 so it was probably around the time that like coming home came out and so they were a lot more reserved and 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 a lot more musical you know like back then it was just like all right let's 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 take this let's take my heart will go on and turn it into a song that a bunch of kids can start a mosh pit to on a friday night at the club yeah whereas now their versions of these songs are they're not they're not truer to the original versions but they're a lot more tame Um, yeah and just a lot more mature sounding, which, you know, obviously when you're a band for 25 years, you're going to grow. You're going to get better at the instrument that you're playing. You're going to get better as a band. And you can see that growth across those those three cover albums. I really like the This Is Me cover. It's so fucking good. It is so, like, I didn't think This Is Me. I'm not going to say it's better than the original because This Is Me is just a great, great song. Yeah, it's a great song. But, I mean... That's I, I don't know. That's like the type of song that like you'd have to be really bad at your job to fuck that up because the song is so good that how can you release a bad version of it? 
It's I'm not sure somebody will try. The original. I mean, Kayla's uh, settle is just like her. Her voice is so amazing. She's she's like so like that bitch could belt out a fucking song. I'm sorry. The 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 video still gets me bumped with Hugh Jackman in it. I mean, I still I love that video. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to the newfound glory version and the original, they're both banging videos. Yeah, they really are. I love the cover video too. <laughs> Uh, this is the song you were talking about before, Dev. I do sure not is. agree with you. I think this cover is dog shit. What? <laughs> You're crazy. I love this cover. It's finally it's, a disagreement. Like I just sit there and I giggle. Like Max Bemis is just so out of his mind that no one could have covered this song and done as good a job with it as as Max Bemis can say anything. Yeah, uh, I think it stinks. Okay. I didn't really lo- like the original either. So you don't like "Got Your Money," the original? You nuts? No, I'm sorry. Oh my like god! It. All right. <laughs> All right. I just had to take a break from that dog shit song. <laughs> and now we're coming back. All right. Let's talk about covers that are better than the original. We already mentioned uh, Whitney Houston being better than Die Parton in I Will Always Love You. Uh, what are some others? Uh, let me see. Well, do you want to... Uh, I'll go. Um, the the disturbed version of Sound of Silence. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'll agree with you on amazing. that one. It's so goddamn good. Yeah. His, his voice gives me chills on that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just because it's like... You could feel the the poor bastard, like this guy just lost somebody in his life. Holy yeah. shit! Um, have you guys heard that cover of uh, of Zombie by yep. uh, Bad Wolves? That I think, in my opinion, yeah. is better. And actually, and actually, they did an acoustic version of it too. I, I actually put it on this list like um, a few minutes before. We this list was not shared with me, so I'm I'm flying blind here. <laughs> I, I said it to you. I didn't get it. It's on the Google Hangout chat. Oh. He doesn't read that thing. It's your problem. Uh, What other covers are better? Oh, Voice Voice Avenue does a cover of um, this obscure, like, 90s song. Voice Avenue Avenue has over, like, 200 covers. You got to be a little more. uh, No, I know. I'm trying to find the one that actually it, it got me listening to the song again. Um, I'll find it, but somebody else go. But I'm gonna find that one because that one's uh, worth, worth noting. The Fugees, uh, the cover of what's the name of the song? Oh, shit. oh no, woman, no cry. Uh, that's not the Fugees. Oh, that was well, yeah, it was. No. Killing Me Softly. Oh, right, right, right. That, uh, that was a cover of some... I don't remember who sang it, but the person who sang it originally uh, was watching Don McLean, and the original version of the song was dedicated to him. Uh, that So that cover was great. Like Back in the 90s when I was like listening to a lot of hip-hop, that, that was like a big one for me. You guys are fiercely looking at your goddamn Spotify's for cover songs, aren't you? <laughs> I am. I'm going to town. I need to find this one because it was, I mean, legit. Like, I had even forgotten the song that was written. I forgot that it was written, and I heard this, and I was like, oh, man, like, I got to go back and listen to the original. And it was just way better than the original. Yeah, but, uh, Matt, yeah, I agree with you that that Bad Wolves, Bad Wolves version of Zombie was... So much uh, better than the original. I know Carl's gonna. Yeah, I mean, it. I gotta admit, like I'm, I'm not very much of a, a cranberries fan in general. So I like I wasn't really like that too into that song. But hearing that one actually made me like not like the cranberry version. I still think that's garbage, but I like this version of it a lot. Oh my god! You just don't know what you started in terms of a beef with Carl. Carl loves the cranberries. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the cranberries too, actually. He loves the cranberries, though. He loves them. He also likes the gin blossoms. 
I love the Jim Blossom. <laughs> there's, uh, a couple, there's a couple of bands that, that took on the challenge of covering some Jim Blossom songs. On Newfound Glory's latest cover album, um, A Thousand Years, that, that cover was great, but I, I mean, it's close to the original. I wouldn't call it better than the original, but it was great. You guys are really unprepared for this one, huh? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> See, the, the I'm, whole version. I'm just the whole I'm trying point to listen of to us, the, song the, in the whole background. point of us playing the music in the background is so we talk over it, so we we don't get sued for copyright. <laughs> so I'm just gonna talk gibberish for the next 40 minutes until you guys finish googling the songs you're looking up. Uh, I, I have the flu. Yesterday, my temperature was 101.1. I was feeling <laughs> deathly ill. Alright, so uh, what was the question? <laughs> what uh, <laughs> cover songs would you consider better than the original? Better than the original? Yeah. Uh, shit. I don't know. I mean, we touched on the... I know that you, you mentioned this when you first posed the question. We, we touched on those already, but... Uh, hmm. um, Reliant K's cover of One Headlight is better than The Wallflowers' One Headlight. Ooh, I don't know, man. I love the yeah. original. But I, it, I know the original yeah. is really good, but have you heard the Lion Case? I did. Yes, uh, I I love it. It's close. That, that that's the type that's the type of situation where they took they took an original and they stayed pretty true to it, but just like expanded on it. You know, like they took it and made it better. Kind of how like the Chinese discovered pasta, but the Italians perfected it. That's what Lion K did with One Headlight. Wow, you like that, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> You're not allowed to eat any more chaff fun. <laughs> um Wagon Wheel might be uh might fall into that category. Who covers it? Oh, uh Darius Rucker. Yeah, Darius Rucker. I'm pretty sure Old Crow Medicine Show was the original version. Yeah, I think that would I, I mean I haven't listened to the original, but <laughs> man, Darius Rucker, man. That version fucking Rocks. Yeah, it's good. Crazy for You by Newfound Glory is better than Madonna's original. Okay. Yeah, I'm just throwing that one out there. That <laughs> one I think is really, 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 really good. I think they he did a really great job of I don't know if he was mimicking her voice or if she just sounds like him, but uh that song is way by far better than the original. This is that free falling version you're talking about. This yeah. is the, oh, so good. Who sings it? Is this is Reliant K? No, this is the Almost, which is the singer from Underworld's side project. Gotcha. And that's Ricky not knowing who any of those people are. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> okay. Uh, this was like a fucking uh, <laughs> mess of a segment. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta stop here because I got nothing. Let's just go back to what Devin was saying about the. Uh, I, I forgot to mention something that I wanted to bring up at the beginning of the podcast was the the Super Bowl party at uh, Chris and Jesse's house. I was pretty drunk for it. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I know that. I saw that. And um, overall, I have to say it was a great party. Yeah, it was good. With the exception of the fucking cat was still <laughs> there. And any time it came near me, I tried to kick it. <laughs> I know. I know. Are we talking a full on kick or are we talking like a, just a half haphazard? Like or half hearted. A shoe kick. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out of my face. You're going to yeah, kill was, me. He, he was sitting in a seat. Yeah. Taking up a perfectly good seat for a human butt. It was just the fucking cat sitting right. on the seat. Right, it was a great party. Just get rid of the fucking cat, and I won't have any issues of coming to your parties. Like when we go to parties at Willie's house, they put the fucking cat away because they're good hosts. They don't get kicked. <laughs> yeah, okay, or drown. You have a pool. I will drown that motherfucker. I know. I know that's not a. Uh, that's a taboo subject nowadays because of the Don't Fuck With Cats documentary. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you're, you're really setting yourself up But here. I will you put a cat for me. I'm going to punt that shit next door. You better believe that. <laughs> but anyway, Jesse, great time. Lose the fucking yeah, was, cat, you fun. asshole. It was fun. 
was a good party. And it was a good game, too. Very happy for Big Red and Pat Mahomes winning the Super Bowl. That was really exciting to see. Poor oh, Kyle yeah. Shanahan blows another lead. Ten-point lead with six minutes left. <laughs> now, now that we're back Bad. on air, let's talk about those bets you lost. Well, let's talk oh, about yeah. the cover that was done by Demi Lovato. Ah. That's very important. Yeah. <laughs> mm, that, that was the kick in the balls. Yeah. That that, the first that, of that many. Was, that felt pretty good. She went way under, too. It wasn't even like I lost by a second or two. Like she was like twenty five seconds under the line. Yeah, so she not, seemed nervous. Not only she did wanted, you lose, she wants to get in and get out. Not only did you lose that bet, but you lost the Colin Kaepernick slash Nike commercial bet. Yeah, that was a stupid bet for twenty bucks. Yeah, and <laughs> the Chiefs won, so you lost the bet with me for yeah. a burger. Challenge. Oh, I forgot about that. Fuck. Yeah, now I got to <laughs> so, do a burger challenge. So. I believe I'm owed a burger challenge by both you and Ricky. Yeah, I won on the fourth quarter score on the stupid like two dollar box that we did at the uh, at the actual party. Um, ate my balls on the I believe <laughs> five hundred dollars worth of boxes I had everywhere else, but uh, won on the two dollar box and split it with Annie, and then lost the bet for the Nike Ads Ryan. So that hundred dollar payout that I won, I wound up netting 30 fucking dollars because I was just paying everybody out from it. I well, think I was in is it 30 or is it 20? Because you still haven't paid me. Wow. Yeah, well, you'll get that eventually. Okay. Maybe maybe before uh, Bella starts college. <laughs> Damn, kid. We'll Little bet, wel- bet welcher here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So It's uh, annoying, huh? You have to make it time for this uh, burger challenge, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. How much is the meal? How much is that burger? I think it's twenty five dollars. If you don't, finish it's a good it. deal, if and you can take home what you don't finish. So if you're smart and you're on a budget, just do the burger challenge for twenty five bucks. Eat a normal amount of it, take it home, and you got lunch and dinner for the next three days. <laughs> or you could just eat the meal in the time allotted and do it for free, <laughs> and then you don't eat anything for the next three days because you're so yeah. full. Yeah, that's true. I could try that too. How much time do they give you? Twenty minutes? Fifteen. Fifteen minutes? Yeah. Eat, what is it? Four patties? It's like uh I don't I think it might be eight patties. <laughs> oh my god. Wait a minute. Fifteen minutes. That seems wrong. I mean I feel like it was long it was longer than that. No, I mean I'll look up the thing again, but you guys mm. That's rough. That's what it's Dan seemed been. Dan seemed too calm, cool, and collected for it to only have been fifteen minutes. Because he, he, he was never gonna be able to challenge. Do it. Yeah, I mean he he was awful at it, but I mean yeah, you know, whatever. All right. Oh, this cover. Oh, my God. I love this cover because it's my favorite Ramones song. And it's one of my favorite bands covering my favorite Ramones song. And the cover's really good. I just wanted to say that out loud for everyone to hear. It's Bonzo Goes to Bitburg by the Ramones. You may have heard it in a little movie called School of Rock starring Jack Black. (laughs) Let's rock. Let's rock. (laughs) Let's rock today. Uh, so we talked about oh, good not, not, covers. Not. Let's talk about shit covers. Mm. Yeah. <clears> not to focus too much on on my beloved Africa, but Weezer put out just a god awful version of Africa. Yeah. They released it. So it's a funny story because there was like this there was a Twitter account that was started a few years ago called it was like Weezer Please Cover Africa. And every day they would tweet at the band to cover Africa. Because for some reason, everyone thought Weezer covering Africa would turn out great. And it got like a bunch of followers and like everyone got on board and everyone was just bombarding Weezer to cover Africa. And then finally, they like posted like this cryptic picture and it was like the Weezer logo and like the, the I think it might have been the cover of Toto, uh, Toto 4, I think it is, or 5, whatever it is with, uh, with Africa on it. So everyone's like, oh my God, Weezer's going to cover Africa, Weezer's going to cover Africa. And then they released the track un- unannounced, and it was Rosanna. So yeah. like, they trolled everybody because everyone was expecting them to cover Toad uh, Africa. They released the cover of Rosanna, which was pretty good. It was really um, good. But like, then everyone really- was like furious because they didn't cover Africa. And then like a week later, they released their cover of Africa, and the world rejoiced. Except I don't think the world listened to the cover before they actually rejoiced, because it was not very good. No. But what like, was I would go gone? as far as to say it was bad. I have no idea. 
Like, what was, like, throughout the entire chorus, you just hear a gong. I don't know. It's, uh it was, it was poorly it was, conceived. It was not, not great. I just, I just didn't think there was, like, too much, like, enthusiasm behind it. No, it definitely was just something they did to get everyone to shut the hell up on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it, like musically, it wasn't that bad. Like, it just, there was no spin to it. It was just dry. Yeah. Well, the spin was the gong that just kept getting hit mercilessly throughout the entire song. But like they pushed it too, like the label, like that, 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 that record went to to radio. Like there was actually money put into that cover, and I don't understand why the label was like, "All right, yeah, let's dump some money into this thing after hearing it because it wasn't good." I just, I don't know. Yeah, I it don't fell know. short for me. It's like well, a double-edged sword, right? Like some covers are like wonderful, fantastic. Yeah, and some are just terrible. Like with with this one, right? Africa. Yeah, you're talking about Weezer, who just fucking shit the bed, and Reliant K, K who fucking knocked it out of the park. But like, yeah. some you know, sometimes you got to know what the fucking say when. Just be like, this song doesn't need a cover. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that 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 could also be Roxana. That could be another conversation that we have. Like some songs, like sacred songs, that should just not be covered. And I, one song that comes to mind. Well, a song that comes to mind that I thought for a very long time until the right person came along was Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, that's just a song that should not be covered because you, no one is ever going to be able to do what Freddie Mercury and Queen did when they wrote that song. And on one of the Punkos compilations, Never Shout Never covered it, and it's a fucking abomination. It's <laughs> Of all the bands that should not be covering that song, they're at the top of the list. And I had said, you know, aside from the fact that this cover stinks, this is a song that no one should cover. And then fucking Brendan Urie from Panic at the Disco came along and he covered it live at an award show. I think it might have actually been the, the, the Alternative Press Awards. And, um, whoa, it was, it, it, it was insane. It was so good because he has an incredible voice. And then they recovered, they recorded a full band version for the, uh, the, the Joker movie. What was the the Joker movie with Harley Quinn? Birds of Prey? No. Uh, no. The the one with Jared Leto is Joker. Yeah. Um, uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, Suicide Squad. Panic at the Disco's full band recording of the cover was on the Suicide Squad soundtrack, and it it's outrageous. It's so good, and it's not. It, it wasn't them trying to. They stayed true to the original version, but. Brendan Yuri was like, I'm going to make this my own. And he did. And he nailed it because there's not a lot of people that could that could go 12 rounds with someone like Freddie Mercury. And if there's anyone that could, it's it's Brendan Yuri. So that I, I had to sit down and like eat a little slice of humble pie because I was like, all right, this is a song that I thought for a very long time. No, it should never be covering. And then this dude came in and just absolutely crushed it. So good on you, Brendan Yuri. Great job. Love that cover. Speaking of going 12 rounds. I didn't realize why I didn't like the cover of uh, Eye of the Tiger until you just started talking about this stuff. And I think Eye of the Tiger is a song that shouldn't be covered. Yeah. I don't think anyone should cover it. <laughs> I think Newfound Glory tried, and it was dog shit. <laughs> yeah. I also think, oh, I, I, I don't know if I would say that's a song that should not be covered, but I think their approach to the song was short-sighted. Like, I think they wanted to, they wanted to capture that, like, uh, you know, like, the feeling that you get when you listen to Eye of the Tiger. Look, the, the first thing that comes to mind when you hear Eye of the Tiger is Rocky. And yeah. you're thinking of like someone walking towards a boxing ring getting ready to, to throw down. And I think they wanted to kind of capture that same essence, except they just failed really miserably at it. It's just, I mean, you're a musician. Like, think about that sound, that dent, 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 dent. Like, how right. do you do that? How do it, you musically do that? Yeah, it was just too, they just, they tried to do too much with it. That's, yeah. that's the thing because the song itself the original song is not like a super complicated song no. and there's not a lot going on it just like hits in all the right places and I think they were just hitting too much yeah it's, it's just I, I'm gonna maintain that I don't think it's a song that should be covered just because of that because it's not anything you know there's no real like it's like a corny 80s song you know what I mean there's nothing really deep well, to it It's a, you know? but, but that sound that they had there that they created was like spot on man it's addictive and if you're gonna pay homage to that 
the moment you start doing anything near the did 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 sound, like right. it's over. Well, I mean, yeah. it's it's a movie track, right? So yeah. if you never watched Rocky, you're not gonna give a shit about that song. Right. Yeah, it's but like who who things. who on this planet doesn't know that I the Tiger and Rocky are synonymous with each other? Right. What I'm trying to say is like, if that movie never comes out, you're and that song came out. Yeah. You're oh, not gonna know that that song. Right. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. I, I think that song becomes a good fucking song. Now I can't stop thinking of Eye of the Tiger as a song and there was a there was a summer when I was younger, I think I might have been like nine or ten, where like that was the only song I listened to. I don't remember how I got it. I had it on a CD. <laughs> I had it on a CD on repeat somewhere, yeah. And like I just listened to that song over and over again. Was it when you got uh jumped by a girl and she started your bike? <laughs> no, Ryan, it was not. And she didn't jump me. She just said, Can I borrow your bike? And I said, Oh god, yeah. And then as she was riding away, I turned to someone and I was like, I'm not getting that bike back, am I? And they said Nope. <laughs> and then I went home and told my mom that a girl stole my bike. <laughs> but okay, so you weren't nine or ten when your bike got sold. How old? No, were you? I was like fifteen. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Different story. Uh, but then the worst, the worst part of it was sitting on the porch, getting yelled at by my parents outside. They couldn't do this inside. They had to do it outside. While my mother is screaming at me about how I took eight years of karate lessons. <laughs> and I was like, first of all, everyone can hear this and I'm horrified. <laughs> Second of all, uh, my karate lessons aren't going to do shit for when her boyfriend comes with a fucking gun and a baseball bat. And third of all, I was taught my whole life not to put your hands on a girl. So even if she's trying to steal your bike, you can't hit a girl. Maybe things would have been different if I knew that I could if they're trying to steal my bike. But I probably still wouldn't have because she was really dangerous. And she had a really dangerous boyfriend. Did she literally just ask you for it? Yeah, she was like, can I use your bike to go to the deli? And I was like, oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Because I couldn't say no. Because if I would have said no, she would have came back with a boyfriend. And that would have been the end of me. So. Do you want my lunch money too? Or she could, or she would have just beat the shit out of me herself. I don't want to give her. I, I need to make sure I give her the credit she deserves. Wait, yeah, who is she? A, Wait, can we can we name her? I'm not naming her in case she's still alive. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> fucking I'm not. not anyone, anyone, for anyone who grew up in Middle Village knows who she is, and uh, uh, she's still again, there. Again, I don't even I don't I don't know what her deal is. I haven't heard anything like, about this person. All in your like 15 ties, years. all your ties with Middle Village are cut off. You don't live there anymore. The house is yeah. not even in your name. Yeah, wow. I know. Uh, who, who is she? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to give her. T- I don't want. I don't want to take away from the credit that she deserves as a scary person. Wow, you she are. herself probably would have beat the shit out of me if I said no. She doesn't need her boyfriend to fight her battles for her. It's just sometimes she doesn't want the blood on her hands, so she calls up a big boyfriend who he, I think, might still be in jail. I know he was in jail at one point. I watched him lift a car. Just to put this in per- into perspective, he was fifteen years old. No, he was probably no, he was probably eighteen or nineteen. She was probably sixteen or seventeen. And uh, there was one time where I was at the bottom of the park where we used to play basketball. And he was like this big dude, not big like fat, just like a big guy who had a, like he shaved his head completely bald like Mr. Cleave. He, he wasn't sick. He wasn't balding. He just, that was the look he was going for. And some dude and his friend were parked in a car and they didn't know who this guy was. And they were like, hey, baldy. And then he just walked over to the car and to the front bumper and just lifted it up and was like, you should leave. And the, they he just dropped the car and they just peeled out. So this is what I'm dealing with here. You can have my bike. You think they're still together? I don't know if they're still alive. <laughs> you're still, you're right, still right now, she's, she's literally at home listening to this podcast. No! My life is just starting to get good. I don't need her to come hunting me down because I was talking about the time she stole my bike. But then my mom got my bike back. She paid her 30 bucks and got my bike back. She paid her 30 bucks for the <laughs> bike? Yeah. Oh, oh shit. My dad tried to tell me it was Grand Theft Auto because a bike becomes more valuable as time goes on. And I was like, Dad, that's not true. You bought the bike for like 200 bucks five years ago. It's probably worth $40. And then he grabbed me by my throat and threw me across the living room. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was pretty bad. <laughs> and then I tried blaming it on my brother because my brother just left the bike outside of the garage instead of putting it back. And I was going to the park and I was just too lazy to walk and saw the bike there. And I was like, well, if the bike was in the garage, I wouldn't have thought to take it. And that didn't go over well with them either. <laughs> that, like backward ass logic. Yeah. Oh my God. It made sense in my head. 
And that was the Eye of the Tiger summer? <laughs> no, that was... Oh. I wish, because maybe if I was listening to Eye of the Tiger on repeat that summer, I would have had the balls to stand up to her. <laughs> Somehow, I don't I don't think you would have. No, you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> oh, man. Or gal. Boy, did we get derailed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about most covered songs. Yeah, so, let's. I don't know. I mean, the number one is Yesterday by the Beatles. But if you look at the top 10, there are a lot of the Beatles. I mean, a lot of these 10 are the Beatles. So, I, I mean, it just makes sense. They're one of the most popular bands of all time. And it just makes sense that a lot of people cover their song. I mean, even they made a movie about it, you know, the yeah. yesterday. Let me let me tell you something about the Beatles several that, movies that uh, people might not know. This is a little fun fact about the Beatles. They're the most covered band of all time. No. Um, <laughs> nice. They, that uh, music was a big part of their uh, early early you're life. Derailing me. Uh, they uh, they suck ass. <laughs> I don't like the Beatles. Wow. Uh, I know I'm in the minority, but I just don't like. I don't know. I I, I don't. I think they're. You think you're I, in the minority I, I, because you think the Beatles suck, or do you think you're in the minority because you got jumped by a 16 year old? Here we go. <laughs> I I think. I think both actually it applies to both. Uh, okay. I don't think the Beatles suck. Let me let me let me be clear. I want to reiterate. I uh, I don't I don't think they suck. I just think that they're very very overrated and people hold them in a high regard that they don't really need to be held in. That's that's what I think. Okay. That's Who would you say is better than the Beatles? I mean, I I, I don't know. There's no one that comes to mind. I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not thinking of the Beatles in comparison to other bands. I just I'm 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 saying this because of the way I hear people talk about the Beatles, as if they're like literal gods and I just don't I don't think that's true. I can I'm I'm, I'm kind of in agreement with you, Devin. I feel like like I could just deal with like the greatest hits albums. Yeah. Like a couple greatest hits albums of the Beatles. Cause like there's a ton of songs that I just you know that I absolutely love. But like there's probably like three hundred that I don't like. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just like I don't I don't get it. And, and and to be honest, there are there are songs that I hear today that I have no idea are even Beatles songs. And it's yeah. not like I'm not like it's not like they shock me and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe this is the Beatles is so good. No, it's like I hear the song and it doesn't do anything for me and then I find out that it's a Beatles song and I'm like, how many fucking songs do these guys have that I'm still hearing songs that I've never heard before? Or that I'm hearing now, and then just knowing that, just learning that they're they're Beatles songs. I yeah. just don't, I don't, I don't think they deserve the type of praise that that they get from people. And it could be that a lot of my disdain for the Beatles comes from my deep seated hatred for Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr, the Beatles don't stink. They're a good band. Ringo Starr fucking stinks as a drummer. He is. <laughs> the most overrated drummer on the planet and a few years ago at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony when they, they broadcast that on HBO and I think they inducted Ringo Starr into the, the Hall of Fame that year and I, all these musicians like they did like a five minute piece before his induction they're, they're all talking about how influential he is as a drummer and this and that and blah 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 he fucking stinks and I know that they just did that for political reasons. I don't think I don't think Dave Grohl truly believes Ringo Starr is a great drummer because Dave Grohl is a great drummer, and it's an insult to great drummers when a great drummer sits there and talks about a shitty drummer and how great he is. Ringo Starr and Lars Ulrich can go fucking take a hike. The both of them. So I think just hearing your 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 deep seated disdain for Ringo Starr, I think you're projecting a little bit to the entire band. <laughs> I think you just it might be Ringo Starr. Yeah, it might be. I think maybe I could appreciate. I want to hold your hand a little more if someone else was playing drums. <laughs> you are I, such I, a fucking I, idiot. I think in general their their music is just not complicated. It's you know, like, not. It, it's just not complicated to play. Like I think guitar wise and other instrument wise, it may be a little bit more complex. Like they're certainly not easy songs, but like drum wise, they're nothing. It's nothing. Uh, it's know. not. It's not. And like it doesn't. Uh, I'm not saying that I would like him more if he played more complicated stuff because a, a very important aspect of being a good drummer is playing the right part. And it doesn't have to be complicated to be the right part. There are plenty of, of really good drummers that don't do anything fancy or flashy 
yeah. like just do their job right and they're in the pocket and they can keep time and they they do what they're supposed to do for the song. So it's not that I don't like Ringo Starr because he doesn't do fancy shit and, and rip crazy fills. I just don't think he's a good drummer. There was one time, I, I think it was at the Grammys, or it was like, I think it was during a Paul McCartney performance on some sort of televised show that I was watching. For some reason, Ringo Starr felt the need to have his own kit set up during the performance as well. So Paul McCartney had his drummer, and then Ringo Starr also had his kit set up. And him and Paul McCartney's drummer were playing the song together, like they were supposed to be playing the same thing. And it, I, Ringo Starr looked like he didn't even bother learning the song before he got up on the stage, because I could tell that his his drums were clearly they were mics, but those mics were not on. Like I was watching him hit a rack tom, and I was not hearing a rack tom. So everyone knew, oh, Ringo just needs to get up there and have a few minutes on TV. We'll just prop some 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 prop mics up on his kit, but we're not actually going to turn them on or plug them in. And just let him go up there and bang around. No one's going to hear. It's fine. And that got me so fucking mad because it's like, Ringo, just let this man have his moment. Paul McCartney deserved to have a career of his own. Paul McCartney was the brainchild behind the Beatles. He wrote all these great songs. He went on to have a very successful solo career because he's a great songwriter. Can you name one Ringo Starr song? Because I'm pretty sure he's put out like four or five solo albums and they've all flopped because he stinks so bad. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't think of any. He's the pits. So, Beatles are a good band? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> they are, you know. They are a good band. I'm not going to say they're a bad band. When I said they suck ass, that was just for comedic effect. I don't think that they're a bad band. I just don't think they deserve to be, I don't think that they, they need to be praised the way that people praise them. But are they deserving of all the awards that they've received? I don't I, What, like, what awards? You know, like, uh, what are those things that they give? I don't know. Grammys? You know, I don't yeah. even know if the Beatles have won Grammys. I mean, I'm probably wrong about that. I'd be very shocked if the Beatles never won a Grammy, but... Isn't it... No, like, it's, not, it's, not, it's not the accolades. It's not the accolades that, that I'm referring to. It's the way people talk about them. Like, people yeah. idolize the Beatles. And they think, like, they changed the course of music history forever. Like, I get that they did. I'm not saying that they didn't change the the, the course of, of, of music, but I just feel like any other any other band that was decent enough could have done the same thing that they did. That's 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 what I think. I'm gonna I know there's millions of people that would love to spit in my face for that, but <laughs> well, I'm just trying to understand like what for other reasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to understand what other band, you know, what, what, an example of a band that would have been able to do the same thing the way that they did. Obviously, they would have had to have been from England. Uh, I don't know. British invasion or whatever. Like, you know, there was a lot of a lot of things that came for them. One Direction. Like, <laughs> yeah, One Direction <laughs> was more influential than the Beatles. <laughs> they produced a lot more cover songs after. <laughs> I mean, there's a time and place for all that dog shit, right? Yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm just not hearing it. I've tr- trust me, I've tried. I've went back once the Beatles were available on Spotify. I went back and I, I tried to see if maybe I've been missing something all these years. And honestly, what drove me the craziest is that the way those albums were recorded. I, I don't know if it's changed now, but when they were first uploaded to Spotify, the audio only came out one headphone, and I cannot listen to music when it's only coming out one headphone. That is just torture for me. Like, if I ever get captured, if I ever go to war and I get captured by, by whoever we're fighting and they want to get some, some intel out of me, just put a set of headphones on my ears and play music only out of one of the headphones, and I will immediately start singing like a bird. That, that's what it. That's what it takes. That's all it takes. You don't have to probably, waterboard. Probably me. bring out that. You don't, you don't have to waterboard me. Just take my right earbud out and make me listen to only the left one, and I'll give you whatever you want. Yeah, something tells me you're not making the cut for any sort of military agency when that's your weakness. Well, aside from the fact that I'm 33 and I have a big fat gut. <laughs> just he can take pull-up. everything, just not the Beatles in one ear. I can't do a pull-up, so I don't know if you really want to send me to uh, Afghanistan. So there's a ton of girls there that could steal your bike. They can, yeah. I was like, my bike stolen by a girl. I don't know if that's important, Mr. Army Recruiter. So what is... Jeez, so, he stole my Jeep again. All right, so you're a, um, you're like a terrorist, uh, whatever, torturer, and your job is to get information out of Devin. What do you, what do you guys do? Let's see. Uh, you feed him Bud Light Seltzers. <laughs> 
and make uh, you listen to music out of only one headphone. Three Bud Light Pat- Platinums. He's singing like a bird. Yeah, he'll spit. He'll spit up. Yeah, I'll spill. I'll spill the beans after a couple of those bad boys. <laughs> BPLs or BLPs. BPLs, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Bud Light Platinums. <laughs> Uh, any other songs worth mentioning? I got nothing. I want to. I kind of mentioned everything I want to talk about. This cover is very good. Our last night, my old good friends. You know, I toured with Our last night. Oh wow! I did. Right after I won uh, an MTV Woody Award. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. That was a really good tour, actually. We actually made money on that tour, and we showcased for Victory Records on that. I was real hot shit for like two months. Then what happened? Nothing. <laughs> I came, I came crashing back down to earth. So I just won a Woody, got a victory record showcase, going on tour with our last night. It's finally happening. That was in December. By January, I was like, "Oh God, would you like a super or soda with your lunch special?" <laughs> What'd you choose? No, there are no eggs in an egg roll, sir. I don't know why it's called an egg roll. Wait, isn't the dough made with eggs? Yeah, probably. I don't fucking know. <laughs> All right. Dev, they actually do a lot of covers, that uh, that band. They do. That's like their thing now. They 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 they, they jumped on oh, okay. that uh that that cover thing. Like their their YouTube channel is is massive now. Like they put yeah, out a they, cover and they get millions of views. They're yeah. huge in Russia. Like they go and they tour Russia and they sell out every day on their <laughs> Russian tours. Apparently, Russian people love cover songs. But they also put out original stuff, too, and it's very good. uh, I'm glad to see, after all these years, I mean, you're talking, I did that tour with them in 2008, and that was when they were, they they had, I I think they had just put out their first record, they were on Epitaph, they really were, like, starting to to, to grow a bit, and so it was towards the beginning of, of their career as a band, and then 12 years later, they're still out out grinding their butts off and uh, making a living doing it. So that's, that's awesome to see. Me? I'm uh, lying in bed talking to you idiots about cover songs. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us this week. All right. So we're going to end on a, on a high note of me talking about how my hopes and dreams came crashing down. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves uh, an emotional piece. Hey, there's there's still time for us to uh, to start a cover band. So, oh, I mean, Mike McGovern. Mike McGovern is very serious about starting a cover band. I just have to, I have to steal my drums back from someone's house upstate in order to do that. So, got to figure that out. Good luck with that. Yeah, thanks. All right, guys. Well, for everybody else, we're going to cut it now, and we will talk to you guys next week. Yeah, hopefully this will sound better next time when we can be in the same room with Ryan without the fear of uh, catching the squirts. Before <laughs> before we sign off, don't let uh, I don't want to let everyone forget out. You know, I don't want to let everyone out there forget that Devin shit his pants in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so we will talk to you guys next week. All right, Bye. fantastic. Bye.